Praise be to God. Luke chapter 17, from 1 onwards. Verse 1 onwards. Luke chapter 17, from verse 1 onwards. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. There are certain things God says, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Jesus said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. That's one type of watching where you're supposed to be careful. Watch. God says in his word, be careful to do all that God has commanded you. There are certain areas, there are certain places where God will say, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Why is God saying to his people, be careful? Because being careless can cost our souls. Being careless can cost our lives. Being careless can cost our everything. It can cost our health. It can cost our spouse. It can cost our children. It can cost our finances. It can cost our eternity. Being careless can ruin everything. Carelessness is not a light thing. It's a very dangerous thing. Those who are careless can lose eternal life. Jesus said this, there were five virgins who were careful and there were five virgins who were careless. And he labeled them like this. The ones who were careful were wise. The ones who were careless were foolish. So careless carelessness, being careless is not a light thing it's not something that we can joke about or we can play around with or we can neglect carelessness is a huge thing a huge trap being careless is a big sin in itself because it falls under the sin of neglect. When you don't pay attention to the driver who is coming in front of you, you can get into a head-on collision and you can die. You can be paralyzed and become like a vegetable for the rest of your life. Being careless, being on the cell phone while driving, it can cost you and can cost the other person who is driving on the road, innocent people, their lives as well. Being careless will not only affect you. Understand this. If you're careless, it'll affect you and it'll affect those around you. There are many eyes that are looking at you. Not only heaven and hell, many 
witnesses from your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, your whoever God has placed around you. They all see a life. Jesus said this, Men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When you're careless, you become a stumbling block to many people around you. When you're careless, you affect people around you in a negative way. What happens as a result of that? The devastation that will happen to you will affect all those around you as well. So the Spirit of the Lord is exhorting, warning, encouraging this morning with this caution to be careful and not to be careless with whatever God has entrusted to you, with whatever God has entrusted into your hands. Be careful. Don't be careless. If you become careless, you will not only end up losing, which equals forfeiting, which equals allowing Satan to come and rob everything that God has for you, and those around you will get affected by your actions. Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. God says this. The people who are defiant, people who want to choose the wrong thing, will choose the wrong thing, like Judas did. But God says, you don't be the cause for it. You don't be the cause for it. And there are other people who will be going properly, but because you threw a rock in their way, they fell. God is speaking at this hour. Don't become a stumbling block to anyone. Don't become a stumbling block to anyone. From little children to teenagers to adults, you have many eyes that see you every second of the day. Most won't open their mouths and say anything. But a strong message is being sent by your actions, by your words, by your behavior, by your mannerism every single moment of the day. We need to understand that we should never become a stumbling block in any way. In order for that not to happen, in order for you to not become a stumbling block, you need to be careful. How do you be careful? Whatever you do, you need to have this in mind. I want people to see Jesus in me. I want people to see Jesus through me. And we have to be careful not to allow anything that would cause others to stumble. 
a good heart from the treasures that it has from inside will offer those treasures to those around it. Jesus said this. An evil heart out of all the poisons that it has stored inside will affect others negatively through that poison that comes out of it. What you store in your heart is important. How can you be careful? How can you be careful not to become a stumbling block if your heart is not right? So foundationally, the inside of a person has to be in right standing with God Almighty. If a person is in right standing with God Almighty, then he or she will not stumble themselves. Number one. Number two, he or she will not become a stumbling block to those around them. I want to repeat this as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to repeat it. If your insides are pure, if your cup is clean on the inside, then when you drink from it, you're not going to fall sick. When your cup is clean on the inside, when others drink from it, they will not fall sick. If your heart is clean, if your heart is right with God, if you don't have anything that God abhors inside of you, then you will not be destroyed by it, and those around you will not be destroyed by it. I want to say it one more time. If your heart is right before God, then you will not stumble, and those around you will not stumble. You will not be a stumbling block yourself to yourself. And you will not be a stumbling block to someone else. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. Whatever you do, know that God is watching. Satan is watching. All the angels are watching. The demonic spirits that are with Satan, they're watching. And you have human beings from the youngest to the oldest, all those who have life in them who are around you. They're watching. And then you have other witnesses that are around you, which God's Word says. Which we think that they can't see, they can't hear, they can't understand. Such as your tables and chairs and your furniture, your walls, your ceilings and everything around you. But they all take notes. They all make a note of our lives. And God will call all those to stand before us as a witness against us if we do evil. 
They'll all come and say, yes, on this day, on this time, on this second, we heard this person talking against this person. We heard this person doing this kind of sin. We heard this person doing this. And we say, oh, Lord, we never did this. We are living in a finite realm with little understanding. And with that little understanding, the deviousness that is in the heart of man takes people to the depths of hell. Little do they know, because they don't care to know what God's Word says, that on that day of judgment, And heaven and earth and everything that is in it will stand as a witness against all those who have sinned against God, who have done wickedly before God. And the righteous judge will then give his verdict. We need to be very careful. Never be careless. Carelessness will cost you. Carelessness will cost you. Carelessness will cost you. There's no sin that is private to a person. There's no sin that is private to a person. All those who say that, Oh, I love my children. Oh, I love my parents. Oh, I love my siblings. Oh, I love my family. Make sure that you don't stumble and cause them to stumble. Because when you do that, by your actions, you clearly show that you don't love them. If you really love them, make sure that your life will draw them to Jesus Christ. Every single life should become a strong fragrance that will direct people to where the fragrance is coming from. We must not become stumbling blocks, but we must become agents of blessings. I want to take you to another scripture in a few minutes before we finish for this morning as the Holy Spirit wants me to before that I want to read the scripture or these scriptures one more time Luke chapter 17 from verse 1 onwards Jesus said to his disciples underline that sentence if you're able to or highlight it in your iPads, on your phones, wherever you have the Bible, you can highlight it, or with a marker on your Bible. Or write it down in your notebook that this sentence is very important. Who said to whom is very important. Jesus said this to whom? Which group of people? He's talking to the disciples who left everything to follow him. He's talking to his disciples who are being trained by him. He says, this is important. 
Listen to this. This is what God is telling His people here this morning. Listen to this. This is important. You're here because you want to be here. Not because you're forced to be here. You're here because you want to be here. Because you want to follow Jesus. And those of you who want to follow Jesus, Jesus said, Listen. Be careful. Don't be careless. Be careful. Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Because Satan will look for agents that he can use to take a person down to hell. Satan will use people. Whoever he can find who will partner with him, with Lucifer, with Satan, Satan will take them and use them to bring someone down. So, offenses are bound to come. Stumbling blocks are bound to happen. It doesn't mean that everyone will stumble. Because there are people who are wise. When they see a snake coming this way, they'll run the other way. But then there are those who are not wise, who are foolish, who see the snake and who say, well, I'm more stronger than the snake. And, and they will try to go and get bitten by it. Because they don't know how to kill it and they don't have the power for it. They have no training for it. And then there are others who will say that, well, it can become my pet. And they get killed by it. Those who try to play with it. And there are others who feel sorry for it. And they go to it, they get killed by it. So Satan will come. He'll transform himself into an angel of light. He will come to deceive many. And how will he come? Through his agents. And you look for agents within. And the people who are within the body of Jesus Christ. So he'll try to see how I can use one believer against another to cause the other one to fall. How can I use one believer against another to take them away from Jesus Christ? He looks for agents. How can someone become a stumbling block? It takes something to become a stumbling block. When a believer is not careful, when a believer allows the devil to enter in, like Judas did, evil spirits entered in before Satan himself entered in to Judas. He started with envying. He was with Jesus. He started envying Jesus' ministry. He started despising Jesus, even though Jesus knew everything that was happening, even though Jesus Christ was all-powerful and he was healing the sick and he was actually reading people's thoughts, knowing their thoughts, he would answer, he would speak. But Judas, in his mind, because he gave room to Satan, 
he envied Jesus. He despised Jesus. He thought that Jesus doesn't know. Look, hey, I stole five dollars here and he didn't see. Now I'm taking ten, he's not seeing. And I'm taking still, and he's not seeing. He doesn't know. He started despising him. And when a woman came, moved by God, and poured an expensive ointment on him, he despised Jesus. He badmouthed the woman. And he acted self-righteously. These are all manifestations of Satan. He became a big stumbling block. And you see the end of his life. How did it happen to him? Because the man who left everything and followed Jesus at some point his heart departed from Jesus. His body was walking with him. He joined hands with the enemy of Jesus. It's a very sad thing. It's a very scary thing. Yet it happens every day. All over the world. In churches. In homes. Where God is working. Where Satan gets inside and he sees which person I can get into. Who will partner with me? Someone who has room for jealousy is a big candidate for that. Someone who has room for pride. Oh, they are a big candidate for Satan to partner with. For him to influence their minds, for them to for him to influence their thinking. That's enough. It's a fertile ground after that. He'll take them quickly and turn them into stumbling blocks. And Jesus said, Woe to those stumbling blocks. It's very important to not let pride, not let envy inside of you, if it is inciting to get it out. Because for sure, at that point, you are a stumbling block. You have become one. Offenses will come. Whoever would want to, whoever will want to partner with Satan, they all will become stumbling blocks. But God says, you don't become one. You don't become one. You don't become one. Because it won't be good for you. You don't become one. God is speaking to a heart at this hour. Be careful. Be careful. Becoming a stumbling block is not a light thing. Becoming a stumbling block is not something that can be overlooked. You have to guard your heart with all diligence. Identify the doors through which the enemy enters in and make sure you shut it for good and shut it tight. 
Your inner man has to be stronger. And no evil should get in. When pride comes, fall comes. When you fall, you get hurt and those around you will also get hurt. You become a burden to somebody. You become a stumbling block. Envy comes in. The Bible says it's a rottenness of bones. How beautiful will that look if your bones are rotten? It'll just eat up your soul. Fertile ground for Lucifer to come in. That's how Judas lost his call of apostleship. He was called to be a disciple to become an apostle. He lost it. Because he forgot that. He was graciously called by God and given the opportunity to be, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. All of a sudden he started eyeing Jesus' place. And he started despising Jesus because he was sinning and he thought, Oh, Jesus doesn't know. What does he know? Devaluing the ministry of Jesus Christ and devaluing Jesus Christ himself. Who will devalue the anointing of God? And who who will devalue true anointing and, and anointed servants of God? Satan. Lucifer. So this Lucifer entered into Judas. And he devalued and it was so strong in him he publicly opened his mouth and spoke in front of everyone in front of Jesus Christ himself saying what a waste of money that this woman is coming and spending this on Jesus Christ she could have just given this money to the poor to the church To all those who are hungry outside. What did she, what did he say by saying that? He just showed the hatred, the jealousy, the evil spirits that were inside of him. That was against Jesus Christ. That was against the anointing of God. That was against the Spirit of God who moved that woman to do the works of God on that day at that moment for the Son of God she was actually serving God by doing that what did Judas say? what a waste what a waste you should be serving God what a waste you're coming and doing this to this prophet what a waste. It's dreadful to read such passages and it's sickening and nauseating to see how he can be like this but yet that was the reality and it happens to this day all over the world where the Spirit of God is working. People have poison on the inside partner with Satan then all of a sudden they start envying. All of a sudden, whatever is inside that is being built up becomes obvious on the outside.
comes out in the form of words, in the form of actions, which goes completely contrary to what God is doing at the moment, completely goes contrary against God. We have to be very careful. Carelessness, letting sin in, not being careful will cost you and those around you. Do you think Judas' mom would have been happy? Seeing Judas' end? Jesus' earthly mother, a sword went through her heart when Jesus was crucified. She wept bitterly. She was at the foot of the cross. Her heart was ripped, torn. But you know what? She was not hopeless. She knew that is the Son of God. This was prophesied. I was told that a sword will go through my heart by the prophet. And I was also told by Gabriel that the Son of God will be formed in my womb. And this Jesus Christ who was born out of a virgin is now on the cross and she saw the ministry of Jesus Christ. Even though she might have not known the answers for everything. But she stood there in front of a holy God on that holy ground. With her heart torn. Yet with hope because this is the Son of God. When you look at Judas's mother, it's not the same. You have Jesus who is dying for a righteous cause. And you have Judas who did evil, who went and killed himself. He went against God. He went against the anointing of God. He went against heaven himself. And his end was miserable. Not only did he lose, not only was he the cause of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, not only did he sell his Lord for 30 pieces of silver, but that is the worst part. But beyond that, his family would have been affected so much. This man left everything to follow Jesus and what has become of him? Why did he have to do this? Look at the leaven. Why did he have to do this? Why did this man have to become the cause for this? Not only would his not only Judas's death 
would have caused his mother to sink down all the way. But for her to know that he was the cause of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ would have caused her to wish that he was never born. As Jesus said, I wish that this man was never born. And these are the two things on this side of eternity, but beyond this, look at Judas's life forever and ever and ever. He's gone to a place of torment where there's no return. Just what he did was beyond what anyone can describe. Still, the same Judas spirit is working in many, many true places of God. It's working. We need to be careful not to allow pride, not to allow envy in your hearts. You have to be careful. If you don't want to become a stumbling block, make sure you don't allow pride, you don't allow envy. Those two are dangerous, deadly serpents, venomous deadly serpents that will kill you and kill those around you. Judas, his life, his choices, his partnership with hell destroyed him for good. Many around him who knew him, were close to him, would have been Affected for sure. Because he became a stumbling block. God is speaking to her today. It is important that you don't stumble. It is important that you don't become a stumbling block. It is important that you don't stumble and you don't become a stumbling block. In short, it's important that you don't get run over. It's important that you don't cause others to fall because they ran over you. You need to be standing up straight. You need to be where God wants you to be. You need to be on the Lord's side. You should never partner with Satan. Don't let anything that is from the enemy come near your territory. Guard your heart with all diligence. Don't be careless. Don't be careless. Spiritual neglect is the number one reason why many are in hell today. Spiritual, re- spiritual neglect is the number one reason why many are in a place of eternal torment, a place of no return today. Today. Spiritual neglect is the number one reason why many are going to hell today.
this very second many are entering into hell today all over the world because they neglected their souls they neglected they neglected the areas where God says be careful be careful be careful why they have signs don't text while you drive don't talk on the phone while you drive with your hands off the wheel don't be a distracted driver don't drink and drive why are all the signs there wear your seatbelts on why do you think they have to restrict you and constrict you and take away your freedom or those who are twisted in their thinking can say those things but the reality is it's for your protection and for the protection of those who are driving on the road or walking on the road it's for you so you don't become a stumbling block you don't kill yourself and kill others and when it comes to the soul the consequences are far worse than what can happen on this side of eternity because you go to a place of no return and you take a whole bunch of people with you to a place of no return and you and you say that you love your child you say that you love your parents you say that you love your friends you say that you love those around you and choose to become a stumbling block see true love will conquer write this down true love will conquer the flesh because it knows that this is my enemy and you know what this is the enemy of my loved ones too if you see a serpent in your house you will kill it or if you're not able to kill it you'll at least jump on top of your bed and call someone who can kill it that's wisdom if you see a lion in your room at that point you need to see which way to get out if you're not able to close yourself in another room and call someone depending on what you see but whatever is against you you're not going to be right in front of it and say darling 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 i'm so happy i saw you today oh what an exotic creature you are good morning you'll be dead many people play with sin just like that they flirt with sin they flirt with their enemy what do you expect after that you'll be cradled to death these are the words the holy spirit is saying so take caution be careful not to give an occasion for the enemy to take you down or to take your loved ones down those who truly love will conquer the work of the flesh those who truly love themselves and love those around them will conquer the work of the flesh that's what will really show if you really love or not when you see an enemy coming you'll do whatever it takes to protect yourself and your loved ones it's important to pay attention to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ 
God has spoken to us this morning as to what you should do to be careful and what you should do to not be careless. Don't partner with the enemy by letting pride or envy come in. Don't allow the enemy to come in in any way. Don't allow sin, any form of sin, immorality. Don't allow any form of sin to come inside. It will wipe you out and wipe those around you out. Those who you claim to care about will be wiped out. But true love will conquer those things. True love will say, Nope, I know this is out to kill me. I'm not going to play with it. I want to make sure I destroy it. True love will go with a vengeance to destroy that which is out to destroy. You and your loved ones. True love will go out with a vengeance to destroy the enemy that is out to destroy you and your loved ones. Carelessness will cause casualties. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. If you are careful, then you will not become a stumbling block. If you are careful, then you will not become a stumbling block. I want to repeat it. If you are careful, then you will not become a stumbling block. If you are careful in doing what God has told you to do, to guard your heart with all diligence, then you will not stumble. That is speaking to our hearts this morning. I want you to Take a moment. You need to meditate on these scriptures. You need to understand the depths of what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking at this hour. You want to live a life that is holy. You to live a life that will please the living God. You have to live a life that will keep you in the straight and narrow path. You have to live a life that will be about reproach. You live a life that will cause others to run to Jesus Christ. Live a life that is worthy of the call of God that God has placed 
on your life. It is important. It is important. It is important. God is speaking to our hearts today. It is important to never become a stumbling block. It is important to never stumble. In order for these two things to never happen in your life, you need to be careful. God is speaking to our hearts today. I want to take you to Second Peter. Second Peter. Chapter one. Verse ten. Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse 10. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. See, if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things, you will never stumble. What is the Spirit of God talking about? What are the things that you do you will never stumble. I want to take you to verse 1 and take you down all the way to verse 10 and 11. How can you be careful? How can you not stumble and how can you not become a stumbling block is something that every believer should know at the foundational level and do it. And we have heard many, 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 many messages from the Spirit of God to keep you from falling, to cause you to grow, to inherit the blessings of God. It's important to lay hold of all those, all of those, every single time. You just do it. It becomes a spontaneous thing. It becomes a spontaneous thing. Those who practice carefully to look to the right and look to the left while crossing the road will always be careful when they cross the road. Nobody needs to tell. Look to the right, look to the rest. No. You teach a child. But once a child practices, it becomes an inbuilt thing. But when you cross the road, you just don't just run in the middle of the road. You stand and you look and you go. What are you being at that point? You're being careful. That's how it is in our walk in this world. If the Word of God goes into you steadily and if you're taught and you listen to the teaching of the Holy Spirit that's being given through the shepherds of God, then it's going to become ingrained in you. And automatically, spontaneously, you're going to be careful. You're going to be careful. 
and you'll cross the road safely. Same thing goes with driving. If you're taught well, if you practice well, automatically you will know how to look into the rear view mirror. You will know how to look into your right when you're going to switch. You're going to look into your left when you're going to switch. You're going to look, turn around and look. If you're going to reverse, then you're going to look in your rear view mirror also. You're going to look all around. You're going to look for small animals. Whatever it is, you're going to make sure it is clear before you reverse. And while you're reversing, you see something, you slow down, apply the brakes. It becomes built in. Those who are careless talking are the ones who get into an accident. But if you're careful, it's built in. Automatically you do certain things and you're safe. You reach your destination safely. That's how it is. When the word goes in and you're taught and you take that teaching and you apply it, it becomes ingrained in you. You become careful. It becomes spontaneous. You become vigilant. You drive joyfully. Driving becomes a pleasure, not a scary thing. Christian life is a life of faith and it's a life of joy. It's a life of peace. It's a life of hope for all those who are careful. Let's read Second Peter chapter 1. From verse 1 onwards. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. I encourage you to read these scriptures again and again. Today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, and meditate on these scriptures. It's very important. To those who are called by God, to those who have partnered with God, By receiving the faith that God has given through Jesus Christ, which is very precious, remember, that faith. Through that faith, God has imparted His knowledge. And God says, everything we need for a godly life 
God has given to us through His Word. And He says this, through this, He's given great and precious promises. And by believing in it and by receiving it, by acting on it, we become partakers of the divine nature. So how can you partake of the divine nature if you have evil nature continuing in? You can't. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. That means putting off evil and putting on Christ. You become partakers of God's divine nature. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Please underline verse 5. Those who become partakers of the divine nature must do these things. If you want to stay in the divine nature and grow in the divine nature. It's like conception. When a baby is formed, it must be attached to the placenta. It has to be connected to the mother. And it must draw from the mother. All the nutrition needs to go into the child's body. It's important to be connected to God through His Word and become partakers of His divine nature. Once you are placed in that womb, connected with the placenta, it's important to stay attached and not become detached. Now, make every effort. Don't be careless. And now being careful, what are you supposed to do? Make every effort. Who says you don't have to do anything? God has done it all. Who says you don't have to do anything? Lucifer. Who says you don't have to do anything? You can just say, I believe, I believe, I believe, and, and live like the devil and go to heaven. Who said that? Lucifer. That's called the gospel according to Lucifer. It's a whole different Bible, even if they say that I read King James Bible. They're reading something in between, shown by Lucifer. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness. You need to have living faith first. And to that you add goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection or brotherly kindness and to mutual affection or to brotherly kindness love how can you add these things can you go to the store and say well I can pay you can you give me brotherly kindness can you give me perseverance and endurance can you give me goodness or some people live their lives manipulating can you manipulate your way and get goodness there are some people who flatter they flatter that's how they've lived flattering others and climbing up the ladder getting what they want 
all these kinds of things will not work in the kingdom of God because those are Satan's means of getting, exploiting, stealing, drawing from others. God is speaking to her today. Adding to faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love, comes from the Holy Spirit by abiding in Him. Whatever has been given to you, be diligent. Make sure you're plugged in. Make sure you're connected to the vine. And this is the reason you have the scripture before. These scriptures. The scripture before this section that we read says, make sure, make sure that you're plugged in. Make sure you're plugged in. We need to make sure we're plugged in and make sure that we continue to stay in. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith by being in the presence of God, by being in the house of God, by taking what God gives through the anointing of God that is released to the servants of God. Every time a prayer that is offered Especially through those who are anointed. Even if it may sound, even if it may sound as a simple prayer, it carries power to change you. It has the power to give you the desires that will move you forward that you never had before. That's how powerful it is. That's how powerful the anointing of God is. Every time the word comes, it comes with power to break the bondages, to unbind, to cut to tear down, to build, to empower, to enrich. God is speaking at this hour. This is how you grow. Then with what God has imparted, it's important not to be lazy. Go home and do your homework. Whatever has been given to you, take those tools. Whatever has been imparted into you with the desires that God has given, go home. Some people with that excitement, they go home and then turn the television on. What do you do? What do you do? You take your whole lunchbox full of expensive delicacies that God has given them. You take them and say, thank you, I'm so happy and I'm going to eat. I can't wait to eat this. And then you go home and just let it rot. Because you were careless and you had other things to do. God is speaking at this hour. Don't be careless. Don't be careless. Well, if you become an Esau, then always be Jacob's. Always remember, someone will come and take your crown. If you become an Esau, the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. Be careful. If you choose to become an Esau, you will always have Jacob's who will come and take your crown, who will take your birthright, who will take your blessing. And if, even if you cry for it afterwards, you won't get it. Don't be careless. Don't despise the blessings of God. Don't despise 
what God has given to you. Don't despise the Spirit of God. Don't despise the call of God. Don't despise the house of God. Don't despise the servants of God. Because it will be a loss for you. Don't despise the anointing of God. Never take a single service for granted. Never take a single word that comes from the pulpit for granted. Never take it. Because every word in this church comes from the mouth of God. You're accountable to every word that God speaks. Be very careful. Especially in a place where the Spirit of God is moving. The prophetic work of God is taking place. We have to be very careful. It's such a blessing. Such a blessing. Such a rare treasure God has given to us. We need to cherish it. Make full use of it. And become everything that God has called you to be. So, make every effort. Don't be careless. Be careful to do these things. By abiding in Him and making sure you do these things. That the fruit of the Spirit may be formed in you through the working of the Holy Spirit that is inside of you. Enabling you to do what you weren't able to do before. That's where the anointing comes in. All of a sudden, what you weren't able to do, you're able to do now. You need to grow in it. You need to grow in it. Well, I have faith, I have love, I have hope, I have peace. Well, what you have is like a little small bud that is coming. It needs to grow. It has to grow more and more and more and more and more. There's growth in holiness. There's growth in faith. There's growth in goodness. There's growth in perseverance. There's growth in endurance. So much needs to happen. So much growing has to take place. It's such a good thing to know that the baby is growing and it's three months in the womb. Is it ready to come out? No. Such a great thing that the baby is six months in the womb. Is it ready to come out? No. Such a great thing that the baby is born. Is it ready to go to college? No. There's always growth. There's always growth. Such a great thing that the baby is growing and he's seven years old. Is he ready to get married and have children? No. So much to grow. So much to grow. It's so important to enjoy the process. Be satisfied and at the same time eagerly look for the growth that God has. That's the Christian way of living. The baby in the womb doesn't have a care in the world. You know why? It's connected to the mother. The baby, once it comes out, it doesn't have to worry about the food. But you know what it has to do? Every time it's hungry, it has to cry. Something is changing. As it's growing, it's changing. And as the baby begins to walk and talk when it's hungry, the baby doesn't cry every time. How many of you go to the dining table and go, ah, and scream? How many of you will like your children, five years old, six years old, come to the kitchen table and scream like they were screaming when they were newborns or even eight months old? There is a growth. There is a growth. 
There's a growth. God is looking for that. But at each stage, learn to be joyful. Be careful and be joyful. Be connected to God. Be full of God's word. Don't let this world creep into you. Don't let this world creep into you. How many of you will take a shower if your sewer water is mixed with your water line? How many of you will do it? How many of you will do it? Well, it's water. I feel hot water. Will you do it? Maybe some will. Most won't. Don't let the world creep into you. Don't let the world creep into you. Don't let the world creep into you. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities, in increasing measure, underline those words, very important. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What? Yes. You want to be effective? If you want to be productive, then this is important. If you want to become what Christ wants you to be, this is very important. Then, whoever, let's read verse 9, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Oh, this is very important. If you can just read this for the rest of your life, it's very important. It'll help you. Take away. There are certain sections in the Bible, it's like a, a mini Bible in itself. Everything is contained in that kind of thing. This section is one of those. A section that'll keep you where you need to be and take you where you need to go to. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, Make every effort to confirm your calling in election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Very important section that God has in His Word. Very rich, very deep, very powerful section to be memorized and meditated upon. 
May God help us to take this. Seriously. These two sections that God spoke from. The words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the words of the Holy Spirit through Apostle Peter that God has placed in His Word. That the Spirit of the Lord has taken and He has spoken to you through God's servant here this morning. Take it seriously. This is important. Your life depends on it. Your eternity depends on it. Your family depends on it. Your generation depends on it. Those around you, they depend on it. What kind of a light are you? What kind of a light are you? Are you a light that will show people to Jesus? Or are you a stumbling block? If you are a stumbling block in any area this morning, you have to repent of it. And decide that I will be careful and not be careless any longer. I will give no room for pride and envy. Deadly serpents. It is out to strangle you. To swallow you up alive. To break every part of you. To destroy you. Don't let those serpents near you at all. To be careful. To make sure if you're calling an election. Make sure. Make sure in the faith. Make sure you're doing what you should be doing. Make sure you're connected to the vine. Make sure. Make sure that you are following the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure. God has said, if you do these things, you will never stumble. The Spirit of God spoke to us today. Two things. How important it is for you not to stumble and how important it is for you to not be a stumbling block. What will happen when you stumble? What will happen when you become a stumbling block? And the Lord God taught us here this morning how to not be a stumbling block and how to not stumble. And how important it is for you to hold on to that which God has given and to grow in the Lord God Almighty. Then we will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Shall we pray? Father, thank you Lord for this morning hour. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. By your word, your servant is kept, as your word says. 
by your word. We are sustained by your word. We live. And we thank you for this word that you delivered into our spirits this morning. And I ask you, all God of heaven, that you will cause this word to flourish in the spirits of your people. That they may benefit from what you have spoken. And not be careless in any way. But to be like the wise virgins. Cause your people to not have anything that would stain them or taint them. Father. Cause your people to not allow anything that would shake their foundation and shake them out of the living God. Cause your people to be wise, Father. May the wisdom of God descend upon your people at this hour, that this church may arise to be a holy, spotless bride. In the name of Jesus. That every word that you spoke in this morning, O oh Lord, may be treasured in the hearts of your people, never to be forgotten, O oh God, I pray. For this word that you gave today is a word from heaven to guard their souls and to lead them into abundance victory. And eternal life. So I thank you, Father. Cause your people to meditate on these scriptures, memorize these scriptures, hide these scriptures in their hearts, that they may become productive, that they may become productive, that they may bring forth much fruit, O Father. That they may become effective, O Lord. That they may become glory and honor to the one who gave himself for them. That they may be bright lights in this dark world. Carrying no darkness in them. Having the light of Christ. Being more than conquerors through him who loved them and gave himself for them. With this blessing I bless your people with. And thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.